Just 6% of complaints made about municipal police in Nova Scotia are investigated. Another dirty dump of water in the tar sands. This time, it's Suncor's fault. Metro's profits rose 10% in the last quarter. The Department of National Defense asks defense companies to stop over-promising and under-delivering. And Ukraine is having trouble in trying to export its grain. Good morning. It's Thursday, April 20th. I'm Nora, and here are your headlines. There's a big investigation out of CBC News Atlantic by Shana Luck that exposes information related to police misconduct cases. In 12 years, 33 municipal police officers in Nova Scotia were repeatedly disciplined for misconduct. Just 6% of complaints were considered substantiated and therefore investigated. CBC News poured over 941 files released by the Office of the Police Complaints Commissioner that CBC News got through access to information. The report says, quote, the data has never been examined in such detail before, even by the OPCC, unquote. The most common forms of discipline were fines or reprimands, and the most common accusations, neglect of duty, discourtesy, and excessive force. CBC has released the data set so that anyone can download it, which is amazing. Yay. Thank you so much for deciding to do that. The data set represents data from 676 officers. 55 of them were disciplined multiple times. 21 of them were disciplined between three and five times, and just 11 of them were dismissed. The data has been anonymized, but each officer has been given a code, and so Luck was able to see how many times an individual officer had been investigated. The data does not include complaints against RCMP officers, as they're overseen by a different body. Tom Stemitakis from the Canadian Police Association warns Canadians from reading this report, quote unquote, without context. He said that the data demonstrates that there are very few officers who have repeat problems. I mean, okay, 55 isn't actually that small. And of course, the vast majority of concerns were dismissed. So what context do we really have here that he's talking about? The high number of dismissed cases fits into similar trends of other police forces, Luck talked to Alec Mukherjee, who had been on the board that oversaw the Toronto police. He said that about 90% of complaints against Toronto police officers were dismissed. You know, that happened to me once, despite saying at what moment in time exactly and where exactly an officer was when he beat me to the ground, Ontario's police watchdog didn't consider that I had enough information to warrant an investigation. So let's just say I'm a bit skeptical when it comes to complaints being dismissed for lack of evidence. Anyway, this is a great investigation. You should check it out and you should share it because a lot of people need to read it. Next, another day, another dump of dirty water from the tar sands. Suncor is reporting that 6 million litres of water from a settling pond at the Fort Hills Mine rushed into the Athabasca River watershed. It was the second largest spill in northern Alberta this year, and it was twice the legal limit allowed of suspended solids to leak. The pond is called a sedimentation pond. Runoff from the tar sands rests in the pond and then it settles before the water is released. The company told the Globe and Mail that Alberta was notified about the spill, but the Globe and Mail found out that the Northwest Territories was not. The two jurisdictions have an agreement that says that both must be informed when something happens that might cross their invented fake border. 
The Minister of Environment and Climate Change for the Northwest Territories, Shane Thompson, said, quote, Unfortunately, this is yet another instance of the Alberta government not meeting their commitments to our bilateral water management agreement. It comes within a month of us finding out about spills at the Imperial's Cure Lake site, an incident that Alberta and the Northwest Territories are currently in dispute resolution over within the Transboundary Agreement. This is not included in the article, but in February, Suncor announced a 76% increase to their profits in the fourth quarter of 2022. They made $2.74 billion. And speaking of profits, Metro, the grocery store that I most often shop at, saw its profits increase by more than 10% in quarter two. They made $218.8 million on the most recent quarter, an increase of nearly $20 million compared to last year at this time. Sales increased by 5.8% for grocery, and at Jean Coutu, where I also shop, sales increased by 7.3%. Now, here's a funny note. In the unbylined CBC story, the headline says that the profit increase, which was 10%, was quote-unquote mostly from pharmacy sales. That word mostly is doing a lot of heavy lifting, and it seems to be in there to buck the narrative that grocery barons are robbing us. The profit difference, reminder, was 5.8% for grocery and 7.3% for pharmacy. Okay. It doesn't actually break down the percentage of either in the overall costs. We're just, I guess, supposed to expect that somehow it breaks out to be mostly pharmacy. But if we just take those two percentages, pharmacy's higher, but it's not really mostly. I mean, it's mostly in terms of being higher than 50%, but those two numbers are pretty close. Okay. But okay, seriously though, what is the difference if we're being robbed when we buy shampoo or if we're being robbed when we buy bread? Okay, actually, I guess bread is probably worse, but not not by lots. Next, to the military, where the Canadian press is reporting that the Department of National Defense has seemingly forgotten that it is dealing with the cutthroat, pure capitalist world of arms manufacturers. Assistant Deputy Minister Troy Crosby is calling on defense companies to stop chasing their next contracts and focus on delivering on current contracts. In the second paragraph of the Canadian Press article, it says that Crosby, quote, says he respects that companies are in the business of trying to make money, but they also need to make their commitments to the federal government, the military and Canadians, unquote. Ah, yes, you gotta respect those profits. Airbus and Sikorsky helicopters are named in the article as two examples of companies who've failed to deliver promised helicopters. The companies were accused of, quote, overpromising to win multi-billion dollar contracts before falling short on fulfilling those pledges to the detriment of the Canadian military and taxpayers, unquote. <laughs> okay. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> of course, that's what they do. It's called capitalism. Okay. Crosby said that the Department of National Defense is trying to figure out how not to be taken to the cleaners by these companies companies. But these companies are the global leaders in taking politicians to the cleaners. I'm like, I don't know what, what, what uh, this is a very confusing article. And of course, the only person talking in it is the guy from the government. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. I'm sure DND will figure out that the best option is to manufacture things ourselves, right? No, of course, they're not going to figure that out. That would be un-Canadian. Anyway, good luck, Department of National Defense. I'm sure Airbus will get right on delivering those helicopters on time and on budget. And finally, a United Nations broker deal to allow Ukraine to ship its grains has hit a roadblock. 
An increasing import ban on Ukrainian grain coming from countries in Eastern Europe has made it difficult for Ukraine to ship out its grain. Poland, Hungary, Bulgaria and Slovakia have all announced temporary bans on Ukrainian imports to protect their own farmers. Poland has even banned transporting Ukrainian grains through their country for a period of time, though the ban looks like it's about to be lifted. The farmers took a hit because the European Commission lifted duties on Ukrainian grain exports after Russia choked off traditional shipment routes. This has had the effect of flooding the market and undercutting farmers' incomes in other Eastern European countries. Kyiv blamed Russia and Russia blamed the UN. The group that is overseeing the operations is called the Joint Coordination Center, and it's based in Istanbul. That has said that the shipment inspections are happening, as in grain is leaving Ukraine. The European Commission is working out relief packages of potentially more than 100 million euros to help pay affected farmers in these countries. Those are your headlines for today. It is Thursday, April 20th. I'm Nora, and I hope you have a great day.